1: The Dateable Podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work, or not. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating insider, if you will. On each episode, you'll hear commentary from my producer, Julie Kraftchik and other surprise co-hosts. This episode is brought to you by Hire Club, where friends help friends find jobs. You guys, we all know how challenging it is to find a new job, but Hire Club makes it easy. You can post a job or refer a friend for one. You can also get career coaching with professional career counselors to improve your resume, increase your salary, or practice interviewing and more. Join today at HireClub.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about, you guessed it, modern dating. A lot of you tell us dating is your, basically your job. We hear about your dating career, about you dating almost like you're a professional, but today our guest Meredith is actually a dating app (laughs) professional. She is a professional dater. Um, She's a dating app professional by day and dater by night, which makes her even more interesting. Hi, Meredith. Hello. Good. (laughs) She is the head of communications at The League, a popular dating app. We've also spoken to the founder, Amanda, on our show. Um, She has worn a lot of hats during her work, (laughs) doing everything from community management, social media, marketing, PR, and strategy, and also just keep things going and keep (laughs) daters happy. Um, But also during this time, and you are now in a happy monogamous relationship, but during a lot of that time you were dating by night, right? So professional dater during the day and then professional dater at night too. (laughs) In a different way. In a different (laughs) way, exactly. So a little bit of background about Meredith. She is 25 years old, originally from Westchester, New York, and she's been in San Francisco for three and a half years. You're now in a monogamous relationship. How long have you guys been together? Uh, we've been together for almost eight months, so it's still really new. Okay, so almost That's... eight months. But before this, or maybe nine, <laughs> <laughs> <Just> <laughs> whatever. This is yeah. a crap. Just less than a year. Let's yeah. say less than a year before this. You had quite a few years of dating while
2: working at the league. What was that like? You know, it was a, like a blessing and a curse um, in both ways because I found that. People were really interested and allured by the fact that I was this, like, dating expert, Um, even though, like, you know, by night, like, I was really just trying to date and, like, actually just trying to meet people. But from the other side, I do feel that I had a little bit of an upper hand because I felt really confident. Mm -hmm. I felt confident in the dating experience. I felt confident in myself, you know, I know a lot of the back end, so I know, you know, like, how many times I've been hearted versus X. And that's a weird number oh. to know. that. You know, like, people, I don't know if I want to know. People don't really know that. But yeah, like I got to see like, of the people who Xed me, who? Yeah. Of the people who hearted me, who? And I almost think having this like reality check of dating kind of helped me through the process. Okay. Yeah. Were you like full disclosure about your day job? to the people you are dating. Yes. Yes. And I actually, you know, it's one of the first things that I, that I tell people, um, when I, you know, go on a date with them because it very much defines who I am. Um, before working at the league, I was working at a sex toy company, which is (laughs) actually what moved me out to San Francisco. Um, you know, the sex part, you know, and sex research is really my kind of like, Heartthrob—that's what okay. what gets me up and gets me going in the morning. Um, and then when I fell in love with the tech space, being in San Francisco, I felt I thought to myself, "Well, what's the middle ground between sex and tech?" And it was dating apps. Mm, okay. So you know, when I'm trying to get to know someone and tell them my story, it really starts with, "Hey, I worked for a sex <laughs> toy company and now I work for a dating app," and a lot of guys are. Are very intimidated by that. Yeah, I was, I was gonna sort of, ask. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a conversation starter, mm. and it's easy to kind of have like light banter about yep. the topic. But it's very easy to weed out the people who are just you know drooling at the mouth or like, oh, that's hot. Or <laughs> uh, really, or yeah. Just, yeah. Are you
0: Mostly using the league during this time, or what? How other ways were you like dating?
2: Yeah, so I actually missed the boat on Tinder and Hinge. I mean. I was, when I first moved out to San Francisco, I really just was out at the bars and meeting okay. people and really not focused on dating. Um, and then I think I was using maybe a few others a bit, but I remember a coworker telling me when I was working at Jimmy Jane at the time about the league and how it had just launched in private beta. But you know, you have to have this like awesome resume and career. And she looked at me, she's like, I don't know if you'd get in. Whoa. Oh. And I was like, oh. You're like well, oh, I'll just go work there and then I'll get in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never know. forget that. So um, <laughs> I emailed Amanda seven times. So I didn't have her email. <laughs> and so I just guessed what her email was. I was like, A Bradford at yeah. Amanda at the I got bounced back, bounce back, bounce back. Finally one came through. And that was it. And then I – and at the time, she was like, oh, you know, I'm not ready to hire anyone. It was just her and one part-time engineer at the time. And I was like, just bring me on. I can do anything, everything. She was like, absolutely not. And then I said to her, well, why don't I just come on for one month contract to hire? Wow, you're aggressive. If you really don't like me, you can let me go. And then a month later, I was hired. Awesome. So
1: you're using the league to date at this point. Yes. On the league, do you – I mean – you know, for Julie and I, just putting dateable podcasts on our dating profiles, people always say stuff like, oh, are you doing this for research? Mm -hmm. Are you going to talk about me on the the podcast? Did you get a lot of people who were like, are you doing this for research?
2: So much. That's like the number one, like, initiation message that I get and automatically I'm like, next, next, next. Like, that is the one thing I don't want to be asked. Yeah. Um, But you know, I think it's, people are curious. So
0: one of the things you mentioned in the form that you submitted was I was focused on dating to find myself rather than someone. And through that process, I met someone awesome. Mm
2: -hmm. So
0: what was like your mindset and what was your goals of dating at that time? Can you kind of take us back two and a half years?
2: Yeah, I was really, you know, I I had just gotten out of a three year relationship. Okay. Okay. And it was who a, a, from New York from college back in college, it. Okay. and it was an awesome, amazing relationship. And I think that, um, you know, it's also it's really important to have good experiences totally. and good healthy relationships. And so I had just gotten out of this relationship, and I really had never done the dating thing mm-hmm. as a young professional. And so I decided to. Date not to find someone, but date to find myself. Well,
0: especially in the industry, you're like, I gotta get, I gotta get experience. Exactly, I gotta get into exactly. the mindset. And I felt like mm-hmm. I missed
2: the Tinder, mm-hmm. and so I was like, okay, like I can give that up, but let's just really double down and go out on a lot of league dates. So I was probably going to so use the league primarily. Yeah, I actually exclusively okay. use the league. And, well, that's good. And <laughs> and <laughs> as much as I want to, you Eat know, your like, dog food, push, right? exactly. Like, push <laughs> my own product. If you are really looking to find someone, and, like, let's say your goal is, by the end of the year, I really want to be in a serious relationship, you should be on all the apps. Like, as much yeah. as I, you know, I wasn't I wasn't on a time crunch, and so I felt like I only really wanted right. to use one app. It's but not overwhelming. Yeah, when yeah.
1: you're in your early 20s.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Try them all yeah. out.
0: Yeah, and new, and just, yeah. like, not, yeah. like, oh, my God, I need to find someone. I just want to date and see what it's like. Yeah. Very different mindset. You
2: know, I was really... Busy at the time. I was working a lot of hours at the league. You know, it's it's startup a dating app, mode. but it's a startup. Like, yeah. it, it is a serious startup. And it was just, you know, Amanda and I at the time. So I was going out on a date – every two weeks. Okay. Um, but that's still, like, a that's lot of good. dates. Yeah,
0: but it wasn't, like, every night of the week. Exactly. You weren't burning yourself out. It was, like, a healthy amount that yeah. you were meeting new people. But yeah. And that's the
2: thing is I didn't want to be burnt out. And I wanted to feel like I was, you know, getting to spend time with my friends and work and also this, like, dating yeah. self. Um, and I decided to... Optimize for new experiences. Okay. And so that was like my kind of like forte, my mantra. I was like, okay, optimizing for new experiences, new experiences, new people. You know, I had only ever dated like one religion and ethnicity and mm, background. Okay. And so I really wanted to get, you know, I wanted to date someone outside like, of that. Exactly, someone outside. So I you wanted were to date open. the black guy, I yeah. wanted to date the Indian, I wanted to date the Asian. I wanted to have those experiences. And I wanted not to just go out to dinner or drinks. I wanted to go to Putt-Putt and I wanted to go have a makeout on top of Coit Tower and I wanted to drive over to Marin Headlands and watch the sunset. Um, That's such a good point because what we hear is the opposite. I'm so busy at work. I have no
1: time. So when I do date, it's a five-minute coffee yep. meeting or going to a bar, it becomes a nuisance. But what you're saying is, I'm optimizing the experience. I don't have time to date, but when I do date, I better make sure that it's a pretty yeah. good date.
2: Even if that person is not my forever, I'm still going to make sure it's a good date. Yeah. And what I actually started doing, and this was only probably about you know eight months into dating, when I realized rather than like letting the other person pick the restaurant or the bar... I should just already have plans that night oh, okay. and invite them to them. So huh. if there's like a museum that I want to go to or an mm. art installation or a restaurant that I really want to try, I just pick what I want to do. And even if it's an awful date, at least I checked off something oh, from so my good. bucket list. Sometimes you oh. just don't have someone to go with. Like, even true. if you have a ton of
0: friends, it's just like they're not free or like – They're not into that. It's,
2: yeah. And it's a great way to see someone in an element that they're not really comfortable with. Yeah. You know, I've brought people to some, you know, sexual health, like, conferences and talks. (laughs) Um, I've brought people to speed dating events. And if they can't hang, that's like a pretty good testament that we're not very compatible. And from what I understand, you also took notes. Yeah. So I would always (laughs) walk back. I actually have some notes and then like some mental notes. But yes, I tried to write down something that I learned on the date. And it could have been, you know, I wrote silly things down, for example, like non-negotiable, he has to love. Broadway or musicals, uh-huh. um, or oh, no. like, you know, non-negotiable, he can't pick his toenails, like, in public. Like, <laughs> but, did that happen? Like that.
1: <laughs> but basically, you're learning about what you like and yes. what you don't like yes. through yes. dating other people, not so much like, I'm looking for someone, he has to be 6'5", and he has to be like this. It's more like, I would prefer someone who enjoyed
2: musicals. I prefer someone who didn't smoke. You know, it's your own preferences. Exactly. And I also made a lot of notes about, you know, when I ask a lot of questions on first dates about their family and friends and the way that people talk about their family and friends, I think, is very telling. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I wrote down, like, I, you know, I want someone who, like, talks, like, Talks over the moon about his sister. Like, mm, I don't know why, yeah, like, that's so important to me. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I, so little things like that. And, you know, listen, whether you get all your non negotiables or not, probably not, but you start to realize, okay, what are the most important things that I'm looking for?
1: I do find men who have strong female figures in their family that they speak highly of are great boyfriends. Yep. They end up being great or partners. female friends or something. Or female figures. Or, yeah, in their exactly. Life. Yeah. Okay, and then were there times that you, I mean, this all sounds very positive, but were there times where you did feel a little burnout or negativity came in?
2: Yeah, I think burnout and also, you know, maybe a little bit like jaded because Mm -hmm. I get to see all the internal things that go on with dating and, you know, I can't deny that um, there are a lot of... People with antiquated thoughts and beliefs on dating, yeah. and also what they're looking for. You know, like there, I see and I talk to the men who only want the tiny blonde, blue eyes, mm-hmm. Catholic, and won't settle for anything else. Mm-hmm. And then I get the girl. You know, to the opposite, I get the girl who is upset and frustrated with her dating because she's looking for the six foot, yeah. Jewish guy. you know, highly educated within two miles of her. And I'm like, if he had, if you haven't found him yet, he probably doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) He's already
0: taken. Yeah, (laughs) Or there's like two people to choose from. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's almost like I was never burnt out from my own dating experiences because I actually, I feel like I never, you know, I didn't go on a date every week. I really kind of limited my personal dating because I was just, talking about it and helping other dating others date so much that I almost was burnt out from just helping others mm-hmm. with their, you know, woe stories. Like I was traveling all summer, launching the league in, um, you know, we now are live in 30 cities and I went to Seattle and in Seattle... Everyone was like, dating in Seattle is the worst. Everybody and says that, yeah. Dating in Houston is the worst. And dating yeah. in every city, everyone was, like, struggling with dating. Mm-hmm. And I think that that almost hit me a little bit harder than my own personal the Negativity, yeah. I mean,
0: negativity, like, feeds off of each other. And it just, like, starts to make... Like, you were someone that was like, oh, I'm loving dating. Then you hear all these people being like, dating's the worst. Yeah, just, good like, luck.
2: Yeah, and I feel that when you are getting that burnt out feeling or jaded or... You know, just, just do things for yourself. Um, it doesn't have to be cold turkey. Right. You know, yeah. you can still talk on the dating apps and go in once a week or whenever you feel like it. Or just you know? when you
0: connect with someone. It doesn't exactly. even have to be a schedule. Yeah. Exactly. So
2: during this time,
1: did you were you looking for a long-term relationship or were you just dating for the sake of dating?
2: You know, I... I definitely am more of a monogamist, I think, kind of by default than I am like this free spirit. And I have friends who are like that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I wish I could be like you. (laughs) Um, I wasn't not looking for anything, but nothing came around that was really enticing to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I had been in a relationship. In in the time that I was dating, I actually started dating someone for about six months. Um, And it was through friends of friends that we connected and, you know, I, I fell in love with him in some regards, but, you know, we had like the lust and the passion and the excitement a hundred percent, but nothing fit on paper. Hmm. And so it, it was interesting because i had never had that experience before, like nothing fit hmm. um, when you look down the line of if someone could potentially be your future forever. Hmm. Um, and he was at the point where he wanted that future hmm. forever And I could have been fine with dating this guy for, you know, another six months, but it wasn't fair to him at the time um, when he was looking more down the road than I was. Mm. So what is it about your current boyfriend that stood out? Well, actually, he messaged me with the same... Ridiculous, you know, initiation messages. Everyone else, he was like, "Oh, are you on this for product research?" You know. Oh, and I, you'd I, usually- I, know, <laughs> I know. I know. Mean, I usually. <laughs> X those people. And you're those like those that people. guy's cute.
0: I'm like.
2: Oh, the funny god. thing is, is that I saw his profile on that c- came up in my feed. I actually took a screenshot and I sent it to my sister, and I just sent her a text. I still have it, and I said, "Oh my god, I'm gonna date this guy." it oh was like God. the weirdest and i Why, don't what was it these about things? him you know it was his look and his profile and the whole package was just i just was super into, like i was totally bought in and there was this one photo of like him with like, giving a high five at a wedding to a little kid. And so oh, he's in his suit and tie. Cute. The kid's in a suit and tie. Oh, my and God. he's giving a high five. And, and chances are, he wasn't even at that wedding. That wasn't
1: a kid. I you knew. You know, but he's like, this is going to be a great photo for my dating <laughs> and profile. <it> yeah. <laughs> and then he
2: also had a photo of, like, him and his dad. And they're both wearing Grateful Dead t-shirts. And, like, I don't even know the Grateful Dead. But, like, there's That's just adorable. Big, yeah. yeah. So, um, when so it just shows you that there is no right or wrong when it comes to dating. If you
1: feel naturally drawn to someone, yeah. it's like anything they say, it's going to be fine.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I will say like we weren't talking on the app for a very long time. You know, I do think that if I always say if you can list three things that you learned about that person from talking, whether that's like what they did last weekend or where they're from or where they live now, it's time to like go on a date. Even if it's, like, very basic new knowledge that That's you know about this person. a good rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you can say three new things, go out for drinks. Because drink there's soda. a
0: line. You don't want to know nothing about them. And I think also, like, if someone's just like, hey, want to get a drink, and you don't never, nothing. like, yeah. you're, like, I think a woman is, like, kind of put, like, scared of a yeah. way. But I think there's also a line of just, like, the pen pal that yeah. you never actually meet. Yeah, exactly. Which is also a turnoff. so but it's
2: funny, I I am notorious, I must say, for kind of, Canceling on dates if if I'm really busy. Oh, yes, I flaky. know. I know a little bit. Um, but the reason why I didn't flake on him was because he actually texted me and he said, "You'll never guess what happened." He was in New York at the Comedy Cellar, and all of a sudden, Aziz Ansari gets up on stage, and he does his little bit that says, "You know, who here in the crowd is single and using dating apps?" and oh. You know, the guy, my boyfriend, raises his hand. He gets up on stage. Oh, he reads his... And he reads uh, our conversations back and forth. Oh, my God. Of course, now all this stuff happening with Aziz and Zari. Yeah. And oh, my gosh. But at the time, I was like, I was thinking, oh, my God, did Aziz and Zari say the league? How many times did he say the league? I'm thinking, like, that's <laughs> as, like, a marketing, marketing yeah, opportunity yeah. and, like, how many people are in the crowd. Um. So then Aziz said, all right, if you take this girl out for a drink and you get a second drink, I'll buy you your next round. So... That never ended up happening, but I decided to not flake on him. So Amazing. Aziz is the Amazing. one that pushed
1: your relationship forward. Exactly. You need to thank him. <laughs> okay. So
2: what would you say, like, from all the dating,
0: like, how many people do you think you went out with in this two and a half years? If you had to, like, ballpark it. <sighs> it's tough. Oh, my God.
2: I'm so bad at math, but if you think, like, a date every two weeks, so that's two dates every month mm-hmm. times 12. Mm-hmm. What's that? Like two dates. Of, oh, so it's 24. Yeah. And for, for two years. For two years. So Okay. Okay, so but, like so 50 people you, probably. Let's say 50 to, I, 50 to 55-ish. I think it's a little bit more than that. But yeah, let's, let's okay, just say 50. Okay, but even 50
0: yeah. is a good amount of people to like learn things from. Was there any like dates that stood out that really taught you something about like what you were looking for that kind of translate to your current boyfriend that you were like now I know because of this, Steve. Yeah,
2: I actually, I went on, on a lot of dates with people who were climbing the corporate ladder. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I yep. think that there's, like, that is an awesome career path. But I had a hard time uh, connecting with those people because I was building my own ladder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was at a startup and, um, you know, I went on... While I was on those first dates, a lot of them turned into second or third dates. And they were always – the guys never really understood why I was so busy or why I couldn't go out on a date until, like, Mm. 9 o'clock at night. And this guy, my current boyfriend, just got it. You know, he Mm. was – he's in the startup space. He was a CEO and a founder. Um, And I think connecting on that level was huge for me because I had never – exactly. Well, it's like you say, like –
0: Bartenders, it's really hard to date a bartender, like, unless you're another bartender exactly, in the industry, because yeah. you're just on totally different wavelengths. But yeah. You get each other if you're on the same page. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's hard for even if you're in a relationship, a long term relationship, you're. Careers may change throughout that relationship. And it's, again, goes back to empathy, right? It's not so much about matching schedules, but if they don't have the empathy for your situation, then they're not a good fit.
2: I also remember there was a date I went on and I had known that this person, because I had a little bit of insight, he was a very popular user on the league (laughs) and and so the fact that like I was like I have to go on a date with this guy because I can't believe that he hearted me because he was like up here and I was you know middle of the road and I remember going out on the date and just feeling like I had to perform and I actually ended up I actually ended up drinking too much on that day and (laughs) ended up having to go to the bathroom um and, and excuse myself um oh shit because, and I and I remember walking back and being like, why did I let myself drink too much? Yeah. You know, like why Why did I feel like I needed to? Because that had never happened before. And I felt like I was having to be someone or, you know, look prettier, or bat my eyes more, flirt more. And I realized that that didn't feel like me. So that was also a good lesson to learn. Like you weren't learn.
0: comfortable. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't comfortable. No, that's a huge thing. Like, huh. and I
2: love the fact that
0: you actually took that insight. Like, you were saying, like, the notes, but then, like, that mental, like conversation of like why did I do this
1: how are you so mature to think that I mean I just think like when I was 25 if I got too <laughs> drunk on a date and I went to the bathroom would be going through my head is I need to drink more <laughs> <laughs> I need to blackout tonight that is my goal I wouldn't be like huh how did I allow myself to get this way very like, introspective like, yeah. how I love are you it so introspective yeah it's time to take a quick break so we can tell you about the latest service we have been building over at dateable we'll be offering a platform to connect you with vetted dating experts from our network to help with everything from dating profile reviews coaching to see where you're getting stuck in dating and even ways to get real feedback about your dating style The sessions typically run from 30 minutes to an hour and can all be done via Skype or Google Hangouts so you can be anywhere. We're so excited about this because so many of you wrote in asking how you can find people to help up your dating game. And this should be a great way to get personalized, affordable advice. We'll be adding more coaches and more services. And of course, let us know if there's something specific you like to see. To meet the coaches and book your session today, visit datablepodcast.com slash coaching. Now back to the show. How are you so introspective?
2: Well, I think, you know, growing up, my family was very open. Mm -hmm. Uh, My parents got divorced when I was at a very young age. So rather, I think a lot of people grew up in... They think of their parents as like, ew, I can't think about mom and dad kissing or having sex. That's gross. But I watch both of my parents go through dating. Oh. Um, and also, yeah. you know, my dad is remarried. They've been remarried for 13 years. Um, But he's, you know, an open swinger. And so I've learned, wow. you know, I've, I've learned a lot about that and I learned a lot about yep. dating in your 40s and 50s. And it wasn't um, hidden from you. No, exactly. You know, I... Um, have had relationships with women before. My mm-hmm. brother, um, he came out about five years ago. and so I think just having this open dialogue yes. in the way, um, helps me be very you know introspective when it comes to my Got own it. personal dating life. That's a,
1: um, an important point to bring up is how you're brought up and uh-huh. how you see yep. your parents' dynamic. Absolutely influences the way you date. Oh my for God. For me, yes. I always assumed my parents never kissed, never had sex, and I came out like, like it was like pulling me out of um, a magic hat, you know? Like yeah, they did I not say I was not <laughs> conceived, you know? I just <laughs> magically appeared.
2: Exactly. Magically I was told appeared. The exactly. For years.
1: But when we reunite, because my dad came to the States first and my mom and I were back in China, and when we u- reunited after like two years of not being together, My parents were... All over each other, and I was like, "Oh my god, game over!" This is it. <laughs> my parents actually do love each other, and they see touch them each other. yeah. I totally, I saw them differently, and I remember that moment as a moment of, "I want to feel that way with my partner." Mm. If I'm away from them for a while, I want to just miss them so much it hurts. And then when I see them again, it's like I can't keep my ha- my hands off of them. Yeah, it really that's the if, best like feeling. if you're feeling like in your current relationships or your current dating life what is it that's a little bit off or strange? Like, think back to your
0: childhood. It also doesn't have to be... I mean, I agree with you 100%, but I feel like for me, I was very similar that they would... It wasn't... the right word? Like, affectionate? Uh, not a super affectionate relationship. So I kind of had that vision. And then... For years, I wasn't that interested in relationships. Like, mm-hmm. I was, like, kind of, like, got to get my, like, own shit together and, like, make money and have a good career and all this stuff. Yeah. And then one of my bosses, like, I just, like, remember seeing him and his wife ah. and they were just, like, so loving, so amazing. And then that's when I was, like, oh, my God, I want that. I want So that. sometimes it's not,
2: like, yeah, sometimes you
0: can't change how you grew up. Like, you know, it's just is what it is. But you can also find it other places.
2: But love changes so much over time. It really does. The love that I feel right now is going to be very different 5, 10, 15 years from now. And when you get married, you know, that love fluctuates. You know, there are some years, some months or even years where you're going to look at that person and you may not be madly, deeply in love with that person, which is why I think that compatibility is so important and respect. You can lose love, mm-hmm. and you yeah. can be okay in a marriage, but if you lose respect, yeah, it's over. So but you are so uh, open, and I feel
1: like in this two and a half years that you were dating, you were open to any sort of relationship, you are open to any sort of person, you Experience. didn't have a particular type. What is it about your current
2: boyfriend that really stood out? I feel like we still haven't gotten an answer <laughs> to this. He's the goofy dad. I'm so like I'm so into the goofy dads, you know, the, like <laughs> like he has no fashion sense. He like is super silly. Um, he's not the bad boy at all. Um, he's quirky, and that's that's what I'm into. Like I, if someone can make me laugh uncontrollably until my stomach hurts, yeah, that's what I'm into.
1: Do you think you would have been into him earlier on in your dating
2: career? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, like, not only does he fit, like, my type of, of, like, the goofy dad that I'm into, but we are so compatible in similarities, in beliefs and values from, like, a family perspective, from a career perspective, from a hopes and dreams perspective. And, you know, I think there's – if someone can pick you up and make you feel on top of the world, then that is – like the best feeling of all. I mean, listen. Like, I'm unbelievably happy in this relationship right now. It's still very new. Yeah. We still mm-hmm. have a lot of changing to do, a lot of growing. Yeah. You know, it's it's easy when things are easy. Yeah. Yes. But what about when things are really hard? So,
0: do you think hypothetically, if you had met him right after your last relationship and didn't go through this two and a half years, do you think anything would have been different? I mean, it's hard to say. It's in hard high to answer. say. Yeah.
2: I think that I've learned a lot about what I'm looking for. Um, But, you know, he reminds me a lot of the relationship I had in college. Okay. You know, it was like a really healthy relationship. And it wasn't like that they looked the same or acted the same. It wasn't Mm -hmm. about that. It was the beliefs and the values and just like happy guys. Yep. Like they're just really happy people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really attracted to that kind of positivity. You're super positive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that positivity. Did you look into his league profile after you guys matched? <laughs> I can't deny that like I haven't done that in the past. <laughs> it's so hard not to, but I decided not to for this one. And Good when, for you. When people when I had a, an inkling that it could potentially go somewhere. I didn't look because yeah. once you look, you, nothing. You can't. Right. You don't want
0: to unsee that. Yeah, I
1: don't. Yeah, I don't think I want to know. So, what are some
0: takeaways we have from this conversation?
1: Oh wow, I feel like <laughs> I'm learning a lot from <laughs> from someone who is so. I believe, I like really admire how open you are and you just your introspective mindset. And I think the one thing I'm taking away is. You have to learn, dating in life is all about learning about your own personal growth. And a lot of times with dating, we put the onus on the other person. Like this person isn't where I want them to be yet, or this person isn't what I'm looking for right now. But then we have to turn it around and say, why? Am I not ready for this person right now? Where am I right now? And why am I not attracted to this or why am I attracted to that? So I think dating needs to be turned around to what is my personal growth and reflected back. And the other thing I think is interesting is optimizing dates because yeah. we've had so many People come on the show and say, this is my strategy for dating. And it's all about optimizing time. People tend to say like, you know, I'd like to book back-to-back dates. I want to get like five dates in in a week. But when you are strapped for time and that time could be spent with your family and friends, if you are going on one or two dates a week, then optimize for that experience. And I like that you already had these events lined up. And <laughs> yeah. if anybody is willing to go, then make that a date. That's mm-hmm. that's yeah. great.
0: Well, I think mine is like, you hear a lot of people bitch about dating. Like mm-hmm. when you say dating, a lot of people are like, oh, dating, you know? So, and I've caught myself feeling that way too sometimes. So it's not above it. But I think like, I actually had this conversation with a friend of mine in New York mm-hmm. who's now married. And I was like doing research to, like understand the differences in different cities and asking her when I was out there last. And I was like, what did you like like the best about dating in New York? And one of the things she said was similar to you about like, I got to go to new places and try new things mm-hmm. and do all these experiences. And sometimes when you're just so focused on finding the right person, you forget that dating is fun. Yeah. And it's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be like this miserable thing that you have to do and you're being forced to do. Yeah. And I liked your like outlook that like, okay, even if we weren't a fit... I still did something fun. I learned something new. Like, I think those types of positive training is going to lead you eventually to the right person. But timing is everything, right? Mm-hmm. And like, it's yeah. hard to say what you need and what you don't,
1: but those experience help you get there. And, you know, we say this a lot. Timing is everything. Know your intentions when it comes to dating. But with this episode is showing me is don't put that much pressure on yourself. I mean, when I was dating last, I knew exactly what I wanted. I wanted a long-term relationship. I was looking for monogamy. I was looking for future uh, marriage potential. But if you're not that clear about your intentions and what you're looking for, it doesn't mean you need to pull yourself out of the dating game. You actually can reach those conclusions while dating. So don't put so much pressure on. I need to know exactly what I'm looking for.
0: But I also like what Veritas said about intention. It's like, I was just trying to go and learn about myself, but I still like, I know I'm a monogamous person. I know eventually I want someone. So I'm not like ruling that out. I'm not like just dating to date and whatnot, but it's not my sole purpose. And I think sometimes when you make it like your sole purpose, that's when there's a lot of pressure. Absolutely. So it's that balance of knowing what you want, but not being overly fixated. That's the only thing. Mm -hmm. So
1: Meredith, what advice would you give to others who look at dating as a job? (laughs) From someone that (laughs) it is their
0: job.
2: Yeah, considering it is my job. (laughs) You know, it's hard because I don't want to tell those people not to think that way. Um, I have a very good friend who was dating as their job because they knew what they wanted, like you like you just mentioned, um, and found someone and they've been dating for two years now. Okay. Um, so I don't want to say that it's, – it's almost like if you're dating and it's – if you're dating as if it's your job but you have a negative perspective on it, yeah. that's when you need to change. Right. Um, but if you're fine with it being your job and you're like, I'm ready and I'm going to know what I want and I'm going to go after it, then that's one thing, but – yeah, if, you, if you're feeling really burnt out and negative and like you're not going anywhere with it, take a break, you know, and, and I don't mean, you know, as much as you want, whether that's one week, whether that's two weeks or three weeks, and then slowly get back into it and like I said, plan events that you're excited about, whether that's going to jazz, whether that's going to a movie that you want to see or mm-hmm. a restaurant that you really want to try, and then invite someone new to come along with you. Because it's a new person, it's a new experience, and even if you walk away never seeing that person again, you're gonna say, "Wow, well at least I, you know, knocked something off my bucket right. list." So it's- don't stop your life to date. Yeah, that's what it is. Dating should be part of your life.
1: It should complement your life, but don't stop it. Well, I think there's a good point too. It's like
0: cause it, I'm mixed on this, like dating as a job, and I totally agree with you. If it's negative, then it's bad. But if it's Not, then there's nothing wrong with it. But it's like, if you think about getting a job, like, you're not going to just sit around and do nothing. Like, you're going to be, like, sending resumes out and putting your best foot forward. So I do think there is an element, like you said, like, if you want
2: something, to go after it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just like a job, if you're feeling really burnt out at work, what are you going to do? You're going to start, you know, leaving a bit earlier, taking more time for yourself, sleeping Mm -hmm. more, eating better, you know... Not pulling late hours. So I think it's the same thing as dating. Mm-hmm. Adjusting, yeah. yeah. Or take cool. a sabbatical.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we do have a question of the day. This one comes from Rachel. She says, I was watching my friend swiping on dating apps and saw she got a lot more matches than I typically Typically, do I felt a little discouraged because clearly more options means a better chance of finding a partner. Do you guys have any thoughts
2: on this and what I
1: can do to get more matches,
2: Meredith? Mm. Uh, Definitely. So first, I would suggest you know look at your photos. Photos are a big one, Um, and have your friends look at your photos and tell you like which ones you look the best in. Sometimes we at think we look really great in photos and you know perspective is different from other friends so definitely look about look at that but I actually don't think that more matches necessarily means you know that person's going to find someone Mm -hmm. um if you are optimizing for um you know popularity right like you want as many matches as possible then you just want you know, as many hearts and hearts and hearts. Yeah, vanity swipes. Exactly, vanity swipes. But if you're really looking for a partner who fits this niche that you're looking for, you actually don't want all those swipes. You really want the people who are opting in to something that you're interested in. You Mm -hmm. know, for example, um, let's say you put a photo of you, you know, on a motorcycle, right? You love motorcycles. Not everyone's going to heart that. But Mm -hmm. the people who are also into motorcycles are going to hurt you um, because they're opting into that photo and to potentially you and them riding a motorcycle together. Mm -hmm. So I would say that if you're looking for someone who, uh, you know, fits a specific thing you're looking for, then uh, put a photo of that on your profile. Um, But it's not necessarily about as many matches as possible. When you talk about the profiles that are very popular on the league, do
1: these people tend to stay single longer because they are getting so many matches?
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. Is there a
2: trend? You know, I find that the most popular people on, on dating apps do um, find someone fast and leave the app. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like dating typically happens, they a lot come of them back? come back. You know, so I think that, you know, they... They find someone fast, they get off, and then sometimes they come back on. Right. Um, But yeah, I mean, being the most – listen, there's always going to be the hot guy and the hot girl who get tons of hearts on dating apps, Mm -hmm. but the majority of us are really just looking for, you know, your other person who's just as awkward and goofy and silly and corny as you are.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's a really (laughs) good way to put it. Yeah, no, I think – yeah,
2: it is like hard
0: because there is that mentality of like more options means like – more potential, which is true in a lot of ways, but mm-hmm. I agree with you and what you said in the sense that, like, sometimes more options actually just makes you more indecisive. So maybe having less options in someone that's really like more your speed could actually be a better thing.
1: I do remember OkCupid okay came out with this report that said, through their research, the people who were most successful on their site were the ones that had very particular interests. So, people who were like into, I don't know, um, like gothic things, like those people got matched up really right. fast because you're looking for something very particular. Yeah.
2: And we find on the league, a, a lot of it comes with education and profession. So, people mm-hmm. who have, um, you know, really highly educated um, find someone who's also very highly educated mm-hmm. and they, they match up very quick. Mm. Yeah. That is fascinating.
1: Well, I would say to Rachel, it's not a numbers game. I don't think uh, it is that when it comes to finding the right mate. It's all about what you're looking for. So your pictures and your profile shouldn't appeal to the masses. If you're appealing to too many people, you're doing something wrong, and right? it's also
0: a com- not a comparison game. It's tough it's not. sometimes, like, to not fall in that trap. But, like, just because your friend is getting a certain amount of matches doesn't mean that she or he is any more successful or less successful than you in finding mm-hmm. happiness in the long yes. term.
1: It's all about targeted marketing. This is what we always learn about. You know, it's like, if you appeal to the masses, you're not appealing to everyone who's going to buy. So you want to appeal only to the people who are going to buy. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's a good way to put it, yeah. Okay, any other takeaways before we wrap this up?
0: No, I think just the, I love this positive mindset and just kind of Taking everything as an experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Meredith, yeah. for mm-hmm. bringing this energy to our show. <laughs> we really appreciate it. If anybody wants to get in touch with Meredith, you can find her on the leak. Still, I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> she may be beta testing. She may be beta testing <laughs> in multiple cities. In multiple cities. And anybody who's listening who wants to be a guest on our show, maybe you have a differing opinion to this, or you want to talk about your own experiences. We love to have you as a guest because we're still booking guests for season six. And on that note, let's wrap this up. Stay dateable. Your action item for this week is to make a list of new experiences and events that you want to have in the next coming month. And so next time you go on a date, you can propose one of these ideas. This episode is brought to you by Hire Club, where friends help friends find jobs. You guys, we all know how challenging it is to find a new job, but Hire Club makes it easy. You can post a job or refer a friend for one. You can also get career coaching with professional career counselors to improve your resume, increase your salary, or practice interviewing and more. Join today at HiredClub.com. Where we connect you with datable approved experts to help with everything from dating profile reviews, coaching, and even gathering real feedback about your dating style in a personalized and affordable way. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under dateable Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and auto download the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode.